Hi, everyone. Welcome to Start With Questions, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures, an R&D company at the Mount Vernon School in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Ann Marsh Rutledge, Executive Director of Mount Vernon Ventures. We are here today to answer the question, what were our most listened to podcasts of 2023? For this month's podcast, we have a special lineup counting down our top three podcasts of 2023 and highlighting some of our favorite segments from those podcasts. So kicking off the lineup in the number three spot, our top three podcast of 2023 was what is the purpose of school from February? In this episode, Mount Vernon CEO, Dr. Brett Jacobson interviewed renowned author, Michael Horn about his book from reopen to reinvent, recreating school for every child. Listen into some of our favorite parts from this podcast. So let's hit on on this one before hitting a couple of final questions. One is, is around this world experience or social capital. I love the social capital stuff. I think that the Christensen Institute and the the research, not only that's found in your book, but but also the the research materials and the playbook you're providing schools. I mean, no need to reinvent the wheel. Follow that, but I, I think that um, I think being influenced by you previously in disrupting class and trying to create a diverse network here is I think social capital kind of takes it to another level. It's much more intentional and sophisticated. And I think you can build these muscles, you know, early and, and uh, relationships at five years old, or, you know, are going to look different at uh, 11 and and 18. But I love how you, in this research, how it talks about not just the quantity of those relationships, but the quality, the ability to access those relationships and, uh, and the, and, and the ability to mobilize those uh, relationships. So when thinking about that research study, and obviously it's found in your book, this is this is far different than just even a real world experience. Yeah, uh, totally. Where we where that almost feels a little surface, but social capital is a, a deepening of that dynamic. So I guess. While this is an emerging term uh, in both education and I and I see this in the corporate sector, especially around talent management, mm-hmm. sp- speak to the emphasis around social capital. Why this yeah, is so bet. important now? Why why are we amplifying it? Why are you amplifying it in a way that we haven't before? Yeah, you bet. So I, I will tell you when I hired uh, Julia Freeland Fisher to join the Christensen Institute. She said, "Well, the real thing I want to research is social capital." And I sort of looked at her and I was like, <laughs> like "Okay, what? that's that 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 sounds nice, but like, why don't you do these things?" Um, and then we've unleashed her, and she's unleashed herself, frankly, um, more more accurately on social capital. And I have learned so freaking much mm-hmm. from her. Um, it has opened my eyes in so many ways. Right? It's really to your point. It's it's conceptually makes a lot of sense, and then tactically, there's a whole playbook around how you go about building it, how you measure it, right? Like all these things. Yeah. And there's a deep research base that, you know, uh, not just Bob Putnam, but, you know, Glenn Lowry and like all these thinkers in different disciplines um, have done around this stuff. And uh, I think for her to distill it in terms of what does it mean for schools, I've just come to the view that if we're serious about uh, 
developing all individuals to fulfill their human potential, that who you know is not something you can leave to chance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, where a big emphasis for it in the in for me to talk about it in the book comes from. Uh, for me to say schools, you need to think about it. But frankly, it also spills back into the academic piece of it, right? Like if you have a sense of, gee, I could go do X because this person I met said this and blah, blah, blah. But then they told me that I need to learn and master these things. All of a sudden it creates that motivation and why and and purpose in your own life around something that maybe would have been less meaningful. And so you know, it, it's it's valuable on multiple levels, I guess, is what I would say, both in unlocking and unearthing opportunity, exposing you to things you never would have been exposed to otherwise, uh, but then also on your intellectual and academic journey, I think it has value as well. And so it just, it spills into all these domains of life um, in such a way that I think schools need to be more intentional. And And to your point, like schools were built... <laughs> to keep social capital and like the real world out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a scary, dangerous place, right? Like children, it's this time of protection. And yet I think if we're not more serious in as early as the younger years of it, not to ask the questions, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like right. a totally unfair question and somewhat silly. Um, but more to say like, Hey, like let's just First, your sense of what is possible mm -hmm. and all the people out there and then start to allow you to develop relationships mm -hmm. with them so that it becomes a reservoir on which you can mm -hmm. go back to and, 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 and not just in a narrow way to utilize, but frankly, to the conversation mm -hmm. we had at the very beginning, mm -hmm. it is enriching as human beings to live your life with, uh, with others and to have relationships. And I love, I, I think it has this great equity strain, you know, connected uh, to it for more so, by the way, than any of the other work. I think there, there's no question. I, I I think, and it's interesting too that uh, for for all of us, if we think about it, we can think about our own social capital sort of experience. I mean, uh, Clayton Christensen, you know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a poster child for this, right? right? right. Like, mm -hmm. I go to Yale. Um, I, I, I cover Linda Lorimer, who's the university secretary for the Yale Daily News. Mm -hmm. She connects me to her husband, Charlie Ellis. I work for him for a summer. They connect me to David Gergen, who's my mm -hmm. first employer out of college. Oh, wow. I go to Harvard Business School mm -hmm. and I take Clay Christensen's class and he hires me, right? Like that's also, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, there's some academic knowledge in there, but like that is a social capital story. Yeah, yeah. And how we can really set the conditions uh, for all of our students in some capacity in our own school communities. I, I yeah, I, I'm obsessed with this one. I think this is so good. And, uh, thanks for the timely research around it. Uh, just quickly, um, well, it's not a quick <laughs> question thought, uh, to, to, uh, think about is, uh, what are some signals we need to be paying attention to whether it's inside this education sector or not? Are there some signals out there like, Hmm, I need to be paying attention to that. Oh, that's I'm a good talking question. about the balloons or the flying objects. Yeah, no, or the or or, or even the artificial intelligence. I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, right, right, right. Yeah, even taking even taking that out. Yeah, I think um, to me, I think. Let, let, let me say it this way: the world of work and the pathways into opportunity are changing pretty fast right now. Mm -hmm. People are questioning. You know, Todd Rose came out with this research in Populous, right? That people don't think 
college is the priority of the K through 12 system. They're looking for alternatives. We're looking for a flexible system of work. People are redefining their relationship to work, I think, mm -hmm. right now. They're looking for purpose, right, in it as well. And so I, I, to me, that's that's all synergistic and consistent with the conversation that we're having and that you're doing. But, you know, starting with the end and purpose for a school community, I think extends to what's the purpose, helping individuals build their purpose as well uh, and, and, and their sense of that. Because my read of the happiness literature, and this is another you know, part of this, right? Like we have this, you know, there's the Yale course, right? On happiness. There's Arthur Brooks's work on happiness. There's all this stuff coming out in happiness. But my read of it is that you don't achieve happiness by seeking happiness. You do it by understanding and fulfilling purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and I think yeah. schools have a pretty big role to play mm -hmm. in that uh, as, as well. And, and, and sorry, one other thing on this, you know, we're also in a world just reflecting on the depth of your question. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in this world where we want to move past degree-based hiring and in, in, in the world of work and think about skills-based hiring. Yeah. And yet I think at some point we're going to have to confront the reality that employers don't know what the heck the skills are at successful employees. Mm -hmm. Like I, they can name some technical skills, mm -hmm. but they don't like when they list, you know, creative thinking and communication mm -hmm. and 10 years of this and 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 yeah. blah, like, like they're just throwing stuff at paper like they don't know what that means yeah. um and so i i i'm my next book is how to help people change oh. jobs oh, but um uh but but i guess the you know one of the takeaways from that is I, I love employers to focus on like what you're going to be doing as opposed to what you're going to be like what forget about the title like what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis yeah and then I love individuals to reflect, are those the things that drive my energy, right? Like, how do I get more energy drivers during the day? Yeah, and then yeah. I love the schools to think about, okay, it's our job how to figure out how to get people competent to be able to do those things. Like, don't worry about what it's called, employers. Like, we'll handle the skills-based and, and, and the learning piece of it. Um, uh, and and that that's the school's job. And I don't think it has to be a linear path through that. Yeah, I agree. It, it's interesting, you know, even around the topic of social capital, you know, none of us were trained that way or around that particular uh, model, but uh, but the ability to focus on it and uh, set the conditions for it and bet it and integrate it into your uh, system. It's a different way to uh, think about uh, school and uh, a much better way to think about it, but, but it's uh, a, yeah. but certainly um, that requires uh, some uh, some training for that for sure. Now on to the number two podcast of 2023. Number two was, do you know your leadership ABCs from July, 2023? In this episode, the Ventures team welcomed Bradley James Davies to discuss his latest book, School Leadership from A to Z, how to lead well without losing your way. Listen to some of our favorite parts. What are some things people can do where they're not looking so back at their life saying, I was complicit in a life that I, that I didn't want to create, but I did. And I felt like I could never uncouple myself from any of those signals along the way. 
that it would be too costly, too complex, and yet it probably wasn't. You know, Brett, in 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 the book, I offer really a fivefold um, recipe for avoiding where I where I ended up. And you know, super fast, I would just offer it's kids, community, counselor, and or coach, crazy and mm-hmm. comedy. And, and I'll start with kids. I, I wrote an essay called H is for Hurricane Hope, and and super fast, I reverse. Um, the dynamic of a natural hurricane, whereas normally you want to be in the eye of the hurricane because all the bad stuff on the Doppler radio radar is is in yellow and red outside of you. Well, as a school leader, we tend to be in the eye of the hurricane, but it's hurricane hope. All the laughter and the learning and the growth and the giggles is going on around us. And in our office and in the meetings we're having, it is all negative. So I really, really challenge my clients and and you know you know, your listeners to get out of that eye of Hurricane Hope and in with the kids. And I offer some practical steps to how it's not just an extra thing to do, but you can actually be even more efficient um, out amongst the kids at just getting that joy that it's rejuvenating for us. That's one. Two is community, and this is big. Mm. And, you know, you and I have been um, friends for a while, and I think you and I have even fallen victim to this in, in our interactions. Community, but intentional community. A drop of intentionality gets you a gallon back. And so often, I wrote an essay called N is for Navy Blue Blazers. You go to any conference, and there we are in our Navy Blue Blazers, and everything's awesome. And enrollment's up, and we're doing these super cool things. And one, it's very it's very authentic because we are excited about what we're doing at our schools with our teams and our communities. But to really get into an intentional community, a safe WTF space, a safe, hey, I'm not perfect space, a safe, gosh, I'm getting my rear end kicked space. So I I challenge school leaders, find a few folks that you can really cultivate and invest in intentional community around the struggles of the work. Mm -hmm. Because joys are are doubled, Mm -hmm. hurts are halved in Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that, Brett. I functioned in a Navy Blue Blazer context. Number three, get yourself a counselor and or a coach. Had I had a counselor for the last 20 years and an executive leadership coach over the last 20 years, I would be at least 10x the human being I am, being I am right now. Mm-hmm. And the best way to become a better leader is to become a better human being. Mm-hmm. So I beg people to get a counselor or coach. Number four is the crazy. Let me, let me jump in right quick. I, I think that in that particular section, um, that is all about maintenance. Not all about maintenance, but 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 I think maintenance is a critical component to that because sometimes people approach your C with uh, a reaction to more tragic scenario or at the end of the line. What you're encouraging people to do is is before you get there, and even when you don't feel like you need it that this provides maintenance just as I hate to illustrate it this way, but like maintaining a car or anything else, your, your, the HVAC system uh, in your house, uh, there's constant uh, maintenance. There's constant attention to it. And even when, even when the house is being cooled or heated uh, at the appropriate time of the year, uh, you're still, providing a level of maintenance that's critical. So uh, I really like that that's what you're asking people to do. Yeah, I beg you, I beg your listeners, I beg my readers, I beg my clients, 
get a counselor and or a coach now while things are actually going pretty fine. You then have the opportunity to invest the relational capital in that professional relationship. So when you go through a valley, and you will go through a valley, yep. plural valleys, already that per person is a witness to your life. You've done work with that person to help you understand your strengths and your blind spots. And then you will be ready, Day, you know, step one, minute one, to dig into the challenge of the valley together. So yeah, I think your maintenance point is super important. Too often, all of a sudden we're in a valley, so we reach out to a coach or a counselor. Yes, you should. And had you had an enduring relationship with that person already, it, it would be tremendously more helpful. That's good. Keep going. I, I know I interrupted you on your acronym. Well, number, number four, you know, I, I like to, it, it makes me chuckle to talk about it, but it was also a fundamental weakness of mind. And, and that's crazy. Where I struggle, Brett, is I went to school and I was annoyed by the crazy. <laughs> instead of expecting the crazy. And why should we expect the crazy? Well, with whom do we work? We work with the most idealistic human beings on the planet who value autonomy to the nth degree in teachers. So any hint of bureaucracy or top-down stuff is bristling to them. So they're gonna bring some crazy and understandably so. They have sacrificed financial gain for mission. And then we work with parents who have entrusted us with their children. Now, let's just say you only have 100 kids in your school, only 100. At least one a day is going to think that their child has not been honored or celebrated in some appropriate way. And mama bear and papa bear claws are going to come out. And understandably so. I've seen some of the most beautiful human beings turn into gremlins because someone was messing with their kid. And understandably so. Where I didn't make the, the switch in my brain is I allowed myself to be annoyed Come on, we're trying our best. Come on, don't they understand? Why can't they be nicer, more understanding of us? Instead of saying, hey, this is just what it is. Mm. Be surprised when crazy doesn't come across mm. your path in a day. So another thing is, is flipping crazy and, and the mm. perspective. And then last is comedy. Man, I, I stopped laughing along the way, Brett. <laughs> and I love to laugh. <laughs> and so to really start to see the funny we we are partnering with parents in, in in helping raise the next generation of of humanity and and there's a lot of funny stuff that happens and most importantly to learn how to laugh at ourselves mm. actually and, and again this was a mistake i made i'm trusting others make it as well we feel as though we need to be so polished so professional so read perfect as leaders of our schools that we run the risk of losing authentic connection with those with whom we work and serve, yeah. but also setting this impossible standard of for ourselves. And when you lose that ability to laugh at yourself, no one else is given permission to do the same. And yeah. all of a sudden it can become a pretty intense work environment. Mm. And none of us actually flourish in super intense work environments. We, we function best in loving, kind, consistent, lighthearted, joyful, inquisitive um all the things but this this comedy piece is learning to lighten up a little bit francis and starting first with yourself yeah and and in t is for tender tough or t teflon I, I think um you know we become become really good at tangential to what you're saying that we become really good at tough and teflon 
to some degree and, and less tender uh, because of the constant barrage of, of different things. So with this, go ahead. Let me pause on, on tender, tough, and Teflon. Yep. But I must say that when it's an invitation I have to my clients and, and, and also your listeners that score yourself on your tough, tender Teflon. And, I, and I'll do it myself. I was tough enough to make the hard decisions. I was tender enough. I, one of my strengths was I'm, I'm empathetic and I'm caring. Where I really struggled was the Teflon. That the tough decisions always came with blowback. That's people pleaser piece. I, I had a hard time just saying, hey, I did my best today. I'm going to leave it at work. I carried it home with me. Let me give you a small example. This is how dysfunctional I was, Brett. Three people can go to the conference and four people want to. <laughs> and I lose sleep over the fourth person's feeling. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absurd. You'd think I was making it up, but the Teflon piece is where I needed help and growth and that mm -hmm. I never did. And that ends up, if if all those eggs are sticking to the pan, Brett, yeah. it starts to weigh you down. Yeah. And that does uh, speak to the comedy piece, to laugh a little bit. Let it roll off. You did your best today. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. And now for our number one top most listened to podcast of 2023. You may not be surprised given all of the energy in this area and all of the developments that have continued to happen. Number one podcast of 2023 was Are You AI Ready from May in this episode, Jared Colley, head of learning and innovation for the upper campus of the Mount Vernon School, shared his research findings on AI in conjunction with the release of the Mount Vernon Ventures Summer Transformation R&D Report, a people-centered organization living in an AI world. Check out some of our favorite parts from our top podcast of the, the 2023 year. But we at Mount uh, at MV Ventures, I do think we have... Um, a very comprehensive framework that we've developed um, and that we go into detail about in this R&D report. And we call this the five P's framework, right? And so those five P's are, what's your position on the issue? How will you position your organization in the face of AI? People, who might it impact? How do we inform, train, and support these people? We got to ask questions about protection. What are the risks? How are we addressing them? We also need to think about how we're putting it into practice, right? What are the opportunities to put AI to work and scale it? And then, of course, we need to be thinking about the renewal of our programs and our programmatic offerings, mm -hmm. right? How does it impact these programs, which can include in curriculum, assessment practices, community connections, and other things related to teaching and learning? Mm -hmm. It seems to me that whether you've ranked them or not, the, the first one around what is your position? Speak a little bit more to that, because I think speaking of grounding again, you know, right now with chat GPT as an example, you know, it feels so frenetic mm -hmm. in the pace and it's hard to keep up with. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it can be paralyzing and overwhelming for, for leaders. But really, again, it's not as if you're asking them to ignore what is happening and changing every day, it's really asking them to kind of zoom out and step back for a moment. And I like the fact that you're starting out with this idea of like, what is your position? So mm -hmm. say just a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. First off, um, 
when developing this framework, Brett, I think you and I had an early conversation where I was using another P word, policy. Oh. And I remember uh, you challenged me yeah, yeah. to think about a better way of framing this. Right. Right. I, I think because sometimes, uh, you know, when you talk about policies and sometimes, you know, in running an organization, that, that word uh, can make sense. But, you know, policies seem to me to be transactional. Uh, they're not transformational. And so really trying to look at, uh, you know, how could we when we when we're thinking about and sometimes policies are just fully about compliance. That's why I refer to them, you okay. know, sometimes as transactional. And yet sometimes a really point of emphasis in organization, you need something like that. But, but I just think that uh, it's not to say that you can't have clear standards, but uh, but it's but part of choosing the words sort of reflects the intent on your approach to a particular topic, especially mm -hmm. like AI. Well, it got me also thinking about, of course, policy is too rigid and brittle of a word, mm -hmm. right? In a context of something like AI, yeah. where even last week, we've heard more developments about, you know, Jeff Hinton quitting Google, oh, um, right. the release of now Auto GPT, which mm -hmm. is even more advanced than Chat GPT. Yeah. This is a constantly moving phenomenon. And if we only rely on policies, we will, it will break <coughs> us, right? It is too brittle. Mm -hmm. Whereas position hmm. suggests like at, at adaptability, mm -hmm. regenerative resilience, mm -hmm. the fact that we might need to adjust our position, right? As we face new realities. Also, I think based on certain uh, values, you know, within your organization, maybe that's as far as one might take it. Again, it's your organization, your mission, vision, your pace approach, your, your budget, you know, your, your community, your culture. And so, um, so it's really asking them to, you know, what is your position in this particular area? Well, uh, knowing that there's an ethical dynamic to it. And I also think that, you know, if we're going to take seriously, <laughs> If we're going to take seriously this idea that we're people-centered organizations, we can't solve human problems with policy, mm. and right? And I, I as an administrator, um, I deal with this quite often where perhaps someone might come to me and be like, students are, <coughs> are behaving like, like this or doing this. Uh, we need a new policy around mm -hmm. this. And I often respond. Can't just stack policy. On we're not right, going right, to solve right. a human problem by mm -hmm. just making more policies, mm -hmm. right? And so... The, the, the other thing I'll say about this first P word, position, mm -hmm. is that really the, f the next four, right, people, protection, practice, and programs, your answers to that right. will define your position. Nice. Yeah. Right? So it is the first one, but it's these next four mm -hmm. questions, right, that are really going to help you um, strategically position yourself in a way where everyone has a shared mm -hmm. understanding. Well, and that makes sense to your organization, right? Because every school, every organization, every company, every one person is reacting to this differently and it needs to meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, it's been a great year of podcast conversations. Thank you for listening and supporting Mount Vernon Ventures and our Start With Questions podcast, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures. You can check out more resources online at mdventures.org. Please reach out to us if anything in this podcast has sparked questions of your own or if we can help you along your transformation journey. We look forward to another great year of podcast conversations in 2024. Thanks.